Attention, Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. In today's episode, Chuck pulls a reverse hollow drizzle. Jake has an addiction. And we are joined by a little guest. Chuck, I I have uh, a little bit <laughs> Thanks of... For... <laughs> Thanks What's for up? calling out my my ETB pool. So. Hey, I, I had my story last week with all my uh, lack of pulls um pokemon kind of burned me so i just i i kind of went aside for pokemon this week and was playing a lot of um legend of zelda breath breath of the wild um i know four years late but super addictive (laughs) (laughs) that's all i've been doing with my last week uh aside from a little bit of pokemon today um but yeah uh how have you been doing i'm all right um i rewarded myself like you with an etb the other day for leaving the house and then uh, I pulled a reverse hollow drizzle, which is the only the thing whole I got ETB, out of that. That's all you got. That's all I got. Um, so, yay! Uh, and then I just been kind of you know uh, tweaking decks, building stuff, organizing some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That's all. No, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, uh, enough about us and our our week of of you know Pokemon or non Pokemon. Uh, we, we have, have a guest a today. Guest. <laughs> I think everybody should know who this is. Um, but we are joined by Little Dark Fury. What's up? Thank you for uh, having me on. Yeah, not Thank a problem. You. And congratulations, by the way, for winning our last uh, last week's last last year's uh, YouTuber Content Creator of the Year. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me in the uh, category. Oh yeah, for sure. You're, we're going to get into all your YouTube content uh, a little bit down the road because. Um, you are unique compared to most people in, in the best of ways. Um, so I definitely wanted to highlight that. Um, but before we get started with our questions and our, our um, beginning of the show shenanigans, is there anything that you want the people to know about yourself or anything that you want to blurt out there? Um, yeah, I guess I can give a quick introduction. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I am Little Dark Fury. I do run a YouTube channel. Um, and uh, well, I'm generally just like a content creator. Um, but my kind of main focus is YouTube. I like to make videos on rogue decks, mm-hmm. um, basically just like anything I can think of that's like a cool combo. It might not have to be the best deck in the format, but just, you know, something fun to play and just kind of mess around with and uh, just have a good time on the ladder is kind of what my content's all about. Yeah, uh, some of the decks that you've you created um, definitely gave this podcast some uh, inspiration uh, going <laughs> into locals. And so it definitely... Uh, you have a huge influence on, I, I mean, I know with our locals, but I'm sure with other locals, um, you know, not always going against those meta decks and kind of keeping things fresh. And, uh, and I think you're very important to keep that uh, kind of content out there. Appreciate that. But yeah, so we do have um, a few things that we do with our fir- our guests for the first time they're on there on our podcast here. So um, Chuck, do you want to start us off with the, with yeah, the questions today? Yeah. We got to go through the four standard questions. So mm-hmm. um, they're all pretty much Pokemon related. Uh, the first one we usually go with, who is your favorite starter Pokemon? First partner Pokemon. My favorite starter is probably, I'm going to have to go with Totodile. The whole, I, like, I, I love for Alligator. Every time I play through the Gold Silver games, I always go okay. with Totodile. Definitely Totodile. Totodile is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I don't think we've had somebody say Totodile yet. Okay. I, although it's kind of shocking because that, that is, <clears throat> he is a pretty cool uh, Pokemon for sure. 
I'm starting to lose track of who, who says what. So. I have them every, like I have like a notepad with all like questions and everything. And every week I write it down, but I probably should put a, like a master copy of everybody's answers. Yeah. <laughs> that way I can refer to it right away, but <laughs> that's a lot of work, but I guess I need to get to it. Um, all right. So next question, favorite Pokemon. It does not need to be a starter, although it can be a starter. Uh, favorite Pokemon is Hydreigon. Any nice. reasons why Hydreigon? I it's I I just think like I just think it like looks cool. Um, I like I've been playing Pokemon for a long time, but I got really attached to the uh, black and white games when they came out, mm-hmm. and Hydreigon just kind of stood out to me as like a really cool looking Pokemon. Um, I do like a lot of the Dragon Pokemon, like Salamence probably would be in like my top five too of like favorite mm-hmm. Pokemon. Um, so yeah, that's uh, kind of the reason why there. Nah, that's solid. All those Dragon Pokemon are awesome for sure. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Hydreigon too. All right, um, so the first TCG-related question we have is, what is your favorite Pokemon card? Uh, It could be for any reason. uh, It won your tournament. uh, You love the art on it. um, It was the first thing you ever pulled. Favorite Pokemon card? My favorite Pokemon card, honestly, I might have to say something a bit, like, not oddball, but I, I might have to go with, like, something like Double Color Synergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like a card that universally makes a lot of cards playable like for me dce is a card that works with so many different pokemon and that it, it just creates more deck ideas and more more ideas for like content stuff and dc yeah. was kind of like the instigator for that you know so honestly i might have to go with something like dce um and if we're talking like just like a pokemon itself i might have to go with like probably would have to be i i'm a fan of sylveon Vmax right now um, okay. Currently, yeah, Sylveon might be my favorite like Pokemon. Definitely my favorite VMAX Pokemon would be Sylveon because there's a lot of really cool combos I've uh, tried it with. So, side question, because you said DCE. Yeah. Are you excited for having the DCE reprint that's basically with the minus 20 attack power and then basically going to have, I mean, twin and that in a format yeah. for a little bit? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it to come back. Um, yeah, the fact that it works with VMAX Pokemon is definitely going to be interesting with cards like Togekiss and Mew, of course. But mm-hmm. I think the card, make the t- minus 20 damage is like really balanced because DCE has been like a talked about card of like, why was this card printed? Is it too good? Um, so having that like kind of restriction of minus 20 is actually a really interesting take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely excited for it. Um, again, it's just like, there's so many cards that like have those callous energy attack costs that, if you're going to make a, you know, if you're going to play them, you have to use it with like something like charm or something like another way to build it up. Um, yeah. But DC just makes it so much easier to just do it without having to play all these extra cards to build yeah. up a Pokemon. So yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah less, less uh, build up or, or set up going into those. So you can definitely uh, ditch the space for those charms or what you were saying um, for other maybe consistent cards. So uh, exactly. those, those energies definitely <laughs> are, are a deck builder's dream, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited because you'll have uh, eight double colorless energies for single prize Pokemon for yeah. uh, about yeah. a year. Yeah, that will yeah, be awesome. Be mm-hmm. I can't wait to see uh, videos that Little Dark Fury and many others uh, put out there with those yeah. with that combination. <clears throat> yeah, I've already thought of a ton of ideas for uh, the new DC. So nice, nice. Can't wait to see them. Yeah. Okay, so going into our last question, usually kind of the most controversial. Um, what do you think is the worst card for the game? Um, it could be standard legal now, or it could have been a card in the past. Uh, you know, that was standard legal at the time. Um, 
I think the answer for that question for me is probably like if we're going to talk right now, I would probably say like maybe Genesect and Elisa Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Genesect is just so broken because its ability you can use, you know, every, you know, you can use as many of it as you want. It doesn't have to just be one per turn. Um, so definitely Genesect right now. Elisa Sparkle and Meloetta are also pretty yeah. broken cards right now. Um, if we're talking all time, I probably would have to go with ADP. I mean, that's just like, I know there's like other cards that made it good, like Double Dragon Energy, Zacian, Energy Switch. But like the card itself is just like, I'm just amazed it never got banned because it's just such a, <laughs> it's such a ludicrously good card. Oh yeah, um, there, there was other, always different cards that helped boost it up, but it was always yeah. like that centerpiece. Yeah, I would, was- I would definitely say ADP is just a card that I just, I just hate because um, it just what it did to the game. Yeah. It's not the first time we've heard ADP brought up on this this topic. Yeah, yeah there, there's other cards too, like maybe cards like um, Milotic and uh, Seismitoad X. If, if we were talking like a while back, probably Seismitoad would be high up there because of like just how evil that card was. Um, but yeah, no, definitely I would say ADP just in general. Yeah, you also said Genesect and I... I... Although I do like the Mew deck, it is very abusive having those Genesects out. What other deck mm-hmm. um, doesn't really play any draw supporters and has no problem? Like, <laughs> it, it's just how broken that card is. Yeah, like, Genesect is just, like, comparing it to, like, the other engines in the format, like Crobat, Sinchino, and um, the Italian engine. It's just mm-hmm. Genesect is just way better than all those. The Italian engine is good because you can get any trainer you want, which mm-hmm. a lot of the time equals any card you want. But... The Genesect engine is just too, it's too good. No deck kind of has that same level of draw power that Genesect has. It's just like, it's just too good, in my opinion. They should probably like E-Red a Genesect, in my opinion. Um, that'd be a good way to kind of fix Mew a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, uh, it's on another power level compared to any other draw engine in the format. And no other deck can play Genesect because it's only Fusion Strike Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. it might even just get worse with more fusion strike as as they come out. On the yeah, the new uh, the new ice Q is going to be a big addition to Mew because it gives yeah. it a sniping attack, which is like all it's really missing right now. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so done with the four questions. Uh, Chuck, do you want to go into random card madness or do you want to do trivia? I have a trivia question. Let's do, do trivia this week. Let's wait. I got one as well. I, I always right. have one, but let's uh, let's go trivia first. All right. I well, I have a very a very simple question, but a, like a a hard maybe bonus side to it. Okay. So okay. between Zashian and Zamazenta, who has more cards in the TCG? Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to go with Zashian because the V Union. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Zashian is the winner because of the V Union, and he got the <laughs> level X promo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's it's similar. It's the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. But can you name the one attack that they have that they share between all of them? Well, there's one card. There's a there's an attack that they share between all of their cards. One time, can you name it? Um, <clears throat> is it the uh, the attack that does more damage for each metal energy on it? Because I know there's there's basic Zamazentas. That are like from like the theme decks and stuff. There's like Zamazentization from the theme decks. I think there's one of them that does like more damage for each metal energy on it or each energy on it. And I know the Zacian V, the psychic one that we got from Celebrations, also does the same thing. Is it that one? Not that one. No? Is it the Amazing Rares? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Amazing Rares. 
about that too. <laughs> I don't remember what the name of those attacks are, but I feel mm -hmm. like it's an amazing rare uh, <laughs> category there. Uh, I are we gonna? Can you guess it? Amazing rare Zamazenta Zashi, and that's my final answer. <laughs> I don't know the attack name. <laughs> All right, I'll give I'll give it to you because you got the Pokemon, but it was it was. On the amazing rares, they both have the metal armament. Oh, attack oh man! Right, right. I, I forgot about those. I wasn't yeah. thinking about the amazing rares. I thought that I actually, when I thought of this, I thought it'd be a cool trivia because I thought they would have at least one attack, and then yeah. I realized that was the only one. I was like, all right, mm -hmm. well, might stump them. No, yeah. I like that. Was that was a beautiful question there, Chuck? That was a good one. Yeah. All right, so I got another one of those. Guess that Pokemon that this attack belongs to, um, as I always do. And I couldn't, you know, guess that Zam Zanda Zamazenta and Zacian one. But either way, um, again, standard legal, as always. If you guys can name that Pokemon, awesome. Bonus points if you can tell me what it does. Um, Sky Hurricane. Sky Hurricane. Is that... Uh, Sky Hurricane. Is it... My answer is going to be uh, Staraptor. No, it, it, I'll give you guys a hint. It is a V Pokemon. Oh, okay. Uh, is it Tornadus? Chuck? Is it Dragon? No, it's not Dragonite. It's um, hmm. I, my guess would have been Tornadus too. No, Tornadus uh, V Max. So, no, it was a V. <laughs> it's it's actually just the regular Corviknight. Oh, <laughs> I, okay. I, yeah. I didn't want to go. I normally. <clears throat> have gone with like special attacks or abilities or everything i wanted to change it up this time and make it a just kind of like a basic attack on one that you don't necessarily use all the time but some yeah. decks use it so uh, that was a good one go. that was a good one all right um let's get into random card madness so let's do it um just a quick ref refresher for anyone who's new or listening uh we are going to randomly generate a number between one and 203 because the set we are using today is evolving skies so uh i'm gonna punch in here uh and then with this random card number that we're gonna get which is 19 we're gonna look at this card and we're gonna decide whether this is something you're gonna keep put it in like build a deck around it or um it's binder fodder or throw it in your bulk bin all right so like i said we generated the random number of 19 I got ahead of myself. And this is a basic Pokemon. It's Entai, fire Pokemon, 120 HP. It is a single strike and it comes with two attacks. So we have for fire and colorless, Angry Fang, Angry Fang. It's uh, this attack does 10 damage for each damage counter on all of your bench single strike Pokemon. So it's damage is 10x. Mm -hmm. And then it has another attack for two fire. Two fire and a colorless heat tackle, 120 damage, and this Pokemon also does 30 damage to itself. Well, right, I so. like that it's a basic, <laughs> and I like that it is single strike, so it has energy acceleration. Um, although this one, <clears throat> I mean, Angry Fang seems like it could have potential depending on the 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 format again uh in, in standard i don't know it does, even with that it doesn't seem like it can do enough um heat tackle again uh 
I mean, if you get some fighting uh, dark energies on there, you're potentially two-shotting everything or getting close to that um, realm. Um, do you want to, you know, focus a deck around Zentai? Uh, this specific one, probably not. So I'm going to say probably Binder. What do you say, uh, LDF? I'll I'll say binder too. I uh, I did try to make that card work when Evolving Skies came out, um, and it was hard. I mean, ten times is just so weak. If it was mm-hmm. maybe twenty times, it would probably be a lot better. Um, now I would definitely say binder fodder, unless maybe like there's a reason to play a fire type single strike Pokemon, um, and like grass or metal becomes like really really popular all of a sudden, and the BDIF is like we fire, then maybe I would say it. But I would probably just binder it. It's ten times is just not enough. I was gonna say if. There's anyone here that could probably make this card work or know how to make it work. It would yeah. be him. So yeah. I'm just going to second what he says on this one. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I agree with both of you. It just seems like uh, the 10 times doesn't seem like enough because mm-hmm. that seems like the, the go-to attack. Heat attack was kind of just kind of basic. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the thing it does have going for it is it is basic, but uh, there's no real need to play the fire Pokemon. It doesn't seem like it's going to be hitting enough. No. All uh, right. Maybe, so... maybe in gym, gym leader challenge or something like that. Yeah. Um, it would be all right. But yeah, in standard, uh, no, thank you. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just a little too weak. For sure. All right. That's oh, yeah. it for random card madness. Yes, now, it is. Now we need to break for Turtwig talks the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks The Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as Alright for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 17 tournaments to cover, along with 2,124 deck plays and 6,517 matches this week. So, let's get into those top 8s. Starting off, Ice Rider had 7 top 8s, followed by Umbreon Urshifu with 7 top 8s. Rapid Strike Urshifu had 14 top 8s. Jolteon and Talion had 22 top 8s. And Mew Genesect, who could have guessed it, had 39 top 8s. That's it for the top 8s of the week. Let us know on Twitter at PitPokeyPod and at ry gaming how your New Year's went. And now, on to the ever-shifting meta. Notable changes this week were to... Zacian and Sableye Inteleon. Sableye Inteleon had a jump in win percentage and play percentage this week, only having a 0.4% play percentage last week, up to a 4% play percentage being number 7 this week, and having a 55-ish percent win percentage, up by 2.5% last week. Notable changes to Zacian are that it is down by 3.5%, so the dogs aren't looking so hot. Now, that's it for the ever-shifting meta. Not too much to recover, but I'd like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week, Devin won with his Umbreon Urshifu deck while needing to beat both Jake and Chuck in a tie-breaking pack battle. Now, it's time for the wins of the week. Starting off, all these decks had a single win, those being Suicune, Umbreon, Hoopa, and Sableye. Rapid Strike Urshifu and Duraludon had two wins, Jolteon had three wins, and you guessed it, Eugenesec took home four tournaments 
for all the fans out there. Now, Turtwig worked really hard to get all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. All right, we're back. Good job, as always, Ryan. Um, let's jump into the news. There is a few cards that were announced since the last time we were on. Um, and let's start, start out with, uh, with the first article here, a Raichu V. Uh, it's a basic lightning Pokemon uh, with a retreat cost of one, weakness to fighting as always, 200 HP. Um, and then we have two attacks here um, for one lightning. We got fast charge. If you go first, you can use this attack on your first turn. Search your deck for a lightning energy um, and attach this um, attach to this Pokemon. Uh, then shuffle your deck. Uh, so energy acceleration for you know for for going first. You don't see a lot of cards that can use an attack going first, but um, definitely potentially serviceable um, depending on the next attack. So let's go ahead and get into the next one. We got lightning, lightning, dynamic spark, 60 times damage. You may discard any amount of lightning energy from your Pokemon in play. Um, this attack does 60 damage for each card that is discarded this way. Um, originally, I looked at this card and, and read it as Pokemon in play thinking that it was just Raichu and thought that was kind of kind of garbage in in that case um but because it is pokemon in play not necessarily the right true itself um may have some potential i want to hear your guys thoughts on this um so yeah i saw the cartoon i was like it looks interesting it's the big the big comparison people make to the Raichu card is it's like bus Blacephalon gx mm -hmm. um i think that it's like it's okay as an attacker honestly like 60 times is actually pretty okay because you're doing 60, then 120, and then 180, and then, you know, 240. So the numbers do wrap up pretty quickly. Yeah. The problem is the, uh, the the way to get energy in play is not as good as it would be. Like, the only way to put energy back into play would be with Flaffy. So, like, even if, if you have, like, four Flaffies in play, that's four energy, that's mm -hmm. 240, uh, plus two energy on the active would be, like, 360. But it's like, how realistically are you able to really get four Flaffies set up because the thing that made Bolcephalon so good is it had access to cards like B-String and Welder, mm -hmm. which, you know, yeah, made it, like, easily able to, like, wrap up, you know, energy super quickly in play. Um, so I think Raichu's is kind of mediocre. Like, you can maybe pair it with, like, Rayquaza VMAX or Boltund VMAX. It's just kind of, I think it's just too slow. Yeah. It, that, that's my first impressions is it might be, like, a backup attacker to, like, a Boltund VMAX where you, you may you know, be do most of the heavy lifting with that Bolton. And then there's a lot of energy in play. And at the very end of the game, you can just put him down, accelerate, and then bam, take for one shot. Um, but on a deck on its own, I'm not super keen on Raichu by himself, but as a backup attacker, I I'm, I'm warming up to him a little bit. Uh, I mean, this attack is essentially what uh, Alcremie does um, in a basic form. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, from someone who played 
Al Creamy by herself before Shadow Rider came out and try and and it, you'll probably be most likely a turn behind every time because you have to accelerate and then I don't know of a lightning attack that like accelerates like Al Creamy did where you just you can get like six energy on the board for an attack full without blitz, using man. full blitz. <laughs> yeah, full blitz would have been good, <laughs> but it would be okay. So we're going expanded. <laughs> we're going expanded. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry honestly, to interrupt you. <laughs> honestly, in expanded, it could work. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. True. But in that, I, I just feel like there's not the the boost, like the quick the quick energy excel that you would want that like Al Creamy had in itself that's going to really make it be able to function as the main attacker. But it can definitely be, I mean, we've seen Al Creamy be a side attacker and there's no reason why this couldn't be a side attacker in a deck that uses a flappy. Cause if you have three energy on the board and then accelerate to him, that's five, that's 3,100 damage right there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's definitely a good cleanup guy. Maybe it'll work with like a V Max Pokemon. They can like use Rose plus Flaffy to like get like four plus energies and play every turn. Um, but Raichu being a basic V, you can't Rose to the Raichu itself. I'm like, what you could do without yeah. Creamy. Um, mm-hmm. is if is it lightning energy only? Um, uh, let me go back energy? to that. It's um, I believe it was lightning. Energy. Discard lightning energy only, so it can't be okay. any colorless of any type or special yeah. energies. Yeah, well, I, I guess- was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking with like Latios, Latias, but yeah, that's just not gonna work. Yeah, I think actually after talking this through with you guys, uh, I'm throwing this in my Picarom expanded deck for sure. Um, mm-hmm. That deck doesn't have like a, a ton of, um, there's a little bit, but there's not a ton of like big hits in that deck. Um, mm. You could definitely set that up with uh, with the, the energy acceleration um, and Honest- Tapu Cocos mm. and stuff like that. Mm. Honestly, I'm thinking Raichu and Expanded could work by yourself. You could play it like Blacephalon with Coco, Electro Power, Max Elixir, but you also play like Zerkatry and B String. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe by itself it could be good too, to be honest. Yeah. No, I, I, and not to go off into the expanded <laughs> world, but I am actually more excited about this the more yeah. we talk about it. Mm. Yeah. All right. Go we ahead. do. We, yeah. <laughs> we do have a couple other cards. Um, we have a new Luxray um, uh, line there uh i'm just going to talk about the luxray uh lightning pokemon stage two 150 hp with two attacks um the first attack being a lightning energy for energy crush um 50 times damage this attack does 50 damage uh times the amount of energy attached to all of your pokemon or your opponent's pokemon okay so that's not as good um, because it has to be opponent's pokemon um and then there is a second attack um, flash impact 110 damage this this attack does 30 damage to um, one of your benched pokemon uh, i'm sorry yeah 110 damage and then in addition to that this attack does 30 damage to one of your benched pokemon uh, so what do you guys think of this luxray it's probably worse than the other two luxrays we can work with the mm. rapid strike one and the rebel clash one are just way better to be honest yeah yeah, that's what I tended to think. This is if this was random card madness, this would be going into my bulk um, yeah. to, to sell. Um, um or, I, I mean I'd keep I'd keep it because I like Lux Rays. Um, yeah. um, but I was hoping the only way it would actually work is if you try and build that. I, I think you where you try and build that Lux Ray deck and then you throw one in if there's a meta deck that like just loads up energy and then you can just use it to blow something up. But yeah. 
it like you guys it just doesn't have a it hasn't doesn't have a use right now no yeah yep. i agree um one more card uh that i want to bring up um you know since the last week we have a new muck um 130 hp dark pokemon stage one um he has an ability and an attack um the ability is sludge road if your opponent's active pokemon is poisoned um its retreat cost is uh one colorless more um so maybe uh, serviceable with less switch in the formats depending on the deck um and then it does have a attack for a dark and double colorless um, shrieking poison. Ninety damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned and confused. So I want to go to LDF on this one first and foremost. Uh, do you think Muck has any place as a niche deck or or in in the deck? Probably not. It's probably just more like if you play it by itself, it'll be more of its own like fun archetype. Mm-hmm. I could see it maybe work in Leafeon because it does give Leafeon that extra um, damage output, I think. So yeah. it, it could be good with Leafeon and Grass Knot. That definitely could be a potential uh, Leafeon. You just have to figure out a way to poison their active. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Leafeon, it, it could be okay with Leafeon. It reminds me of like it's probably a worse Absol because um, mm-hmm. you, you have to poison your opponent. Uh, so if there was a way to re- reliably do that um, with Leafeon, with Galar Mind too, you're, you're you're probably getting into some pretty heavy territory there. Yeah, it's a weird, weird heavy Leafeon Garboder yeah. deck. Like that's that's hey, hey that's still that, hey it's still a deck idea that might be fun uh yeah. taking big one shots with a Leafeon, probably pretty fun <laughs> yeah i don't think that's a terrible idea i mean it's a bunch yeah. of stage ones but you know Leafeon's own ability and stuff it's not hard to like have Leafeon start swinging on turn two yeah yeah so, and yeah i mean that's a plus 180 off the ability and the mine that you would have in play so yeah oh, uh, that seems pretty legit maybe in a fun deck yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, too, Leafeon, one of the things with Leafeon is it struggles to one-shot a lot of Pokemon. With Even with the Galar Mind, it's a lot of the time it's just five retreat costs, which is yeah. 300 damage. So with that extra retreat and maybe the poison damage, that might be enough for Leafeon to start one-shotting D-Maxes. Yeah. So. yeah. It seems a little clunky in that deck with, with like you said, a bunch of um, stage ones. Uh, but if there, it, you know, if you somebody can make that combination work um, and one-shotting uh you know that 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 seems you know at least worth digging into. All right, all right. Uh, that's about it for the news then for this okay. week. That's why I wanted to make sure we didn't have any more news. Uh, now yeah. it's time to get down to the real deal, and and try and pick Little Dark Fury's brain a little bit. Let's do it. <laughs> we're, we're we're actually going to try and get to get to know Little Dark Fury a little bit first. If you yes. could. Don't mind me starting with the, the questions. No worries. How about it? All right. Um, I just have a really basic first question. Like, what what got you into Pokemon in general? Just like Pokemon or, or in TCG, if you want to transition there. But usually getting into Pokemon is like a little bit of a story. So, uh, Well, I grew up playing the Pokemon games. Uh, I'm, the first Pokemon game I think I ever really played was the, um, the original Gold and Silver. That was that was like kind of what got me into the game because I always enjoyed the Pokemon games as a kid. And I was like, okay, yeah, I just kind of liked playing Pokemon throughout the entirety of kind of like growing up. 
And then I got into uh, buying cards, like buying packs and stuff. As a kid, you know, you'd ask your mom or dad, hey, can I get a pack from the shop? And, and then I found out about um, a local card shop that was near me. And then I started going there and then I started getting into the game. Um, and then kind of transitioning on YouTube is um, I started, um, I found out about PDCGO and I started posting Pokemon TCG online content because I always liked playing like a bunch of different decks. And that's yeah. kind of what got me into starting uh, content creation in general. Yeah, because that was my, yep. that was my like, like next lead. Like, how did that lead you into YouTube and or yep. Twitch? Like, just, just uh, that, how did that get you into content creation? Just the, the joy of, of playing you wanted to keep going or? Yeah, it was mostly just like, because, uh, well, I moved in 2013 and I wasn't able to go back to the local leagues that were near me because I moved a bit farther away from where people could, you know, pick me up and take me. Mm. Um, so I didn't really play the game for maybe about like six or seven months after I moved. But then I found out about PDCGO, um, which I knew about the game itself, but I never really bothered to like ever play it because um, I just was like, oh, I had there's other things I can do. But then I kind of got into the game and I was like, oh, you know what? This is cool. Like instead of buying cards, you know, IRL and doing all this other stuff, I could just play online only. And um, then I started, yeah, then I started making videos. I found out about a few like free uh, recording softwares that weren't OBS. They were like, they had like watermarks and stuff. They were pretty bad. Um, but it got me into like wanting to, you know, do videos. And I always, even when I played IRL, I was always the type of guy to like change his deck every single week. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So I was always into playing all kinds of different decks and trying out the rogues and stuff. I was like, well, you know, PC Joe is a fairly like free to play-ish game um, for the most part. Um, and that just was like, okay, I could just do whatever I want on the game, play whatever I want. I can make content on that. And I was inspired to make content from a few of the content creators I grew up watching, like the Jay Witz when he did the Pokemon TCG content way back when he started his channel. Um, and then also there's Pokemon and Dan level 45 was kind of like another one that I grew up watching. And then kind of the inspiration on YouTube itself kind of what got me really into wanting to continue the content stuff and just kind of keep pushing forward was uh, the top cut Puka himself. Mm -hmm. uh, when he did videos, he was a huge inspiration for me um, when getting started with the content. Um, and that's kind of the story of like, just how I kind of got into uh, the content creation thing. Oh, that's an awesome, uh, um, you know, background on that. Um, when you yeah. started um, with the content creation or even in uh, your IRL play, you, you've said you're, you're always been more of a, um, of a rogue deck player more so than a, than a, um, you know, the, the meta deck. Um, so with with that being said, is that is that all you you focus on with your content creation is those quote unquote rogue decks or will you, you know, from time to time, go ahead and, and you know, pick your best um, your best version of a, a meta deck or, or maybe some random spice that will make a meta deck of the time um, a little bit more your own. I used to do that type of stuff back in the day. Um like when my channel was kind of like first starting and stuff, I used to do that where I would take like the best deck in the format, maybe add like a few like spicy text to it and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't really do that anymore. Like you won't ever see me upload a movie max video with like a spicy tech in it because it's just like, I feel like every other content creator does, you know, all the meta stuff. So I just yeah. kind of try to stay as far away as I can from that. Um, and I still, I just try to keep my content as like roguish as I can. Um, and I just like always just found the rogue decks more interesting than the meta stuff. Like the meta stuff, would probably get boring for me if I were to just constantly keep playing the same like big decks over and over, you yeah. know, playing all these different decks every day kind of keep, gives me a reason to keep coming back to the game. That's what's kind of made me able to keep making content throughout all these years. I've been making videos for almost like 
basically over seven years now, oh, six geez. years. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, it. Keeping Just... it fresh with uh, brand mm-hmm. or almost not almost or having new decks almost every week um, yep. seems, you know, to keep it fresh for sure. Um, yep. And then with, you know, watching some of your videos, I, something I really appreciate um, that I feel that a lot of content creators don't necessarily do is whenever you, you take an L um, mm-hmm. you keep it in there um, to show the good, bad, ugly of a deck. Um, so you're not necessarily, you know, hyping a deck up to be, you know, the next best BDIF, um, yeah. you know, as a rogue deck, um, but you're still really effective and, and you take home, you know, the majority of the dubs there. Um, but did, did you kind of go into, you know, the content creation right, right off the bat and saying, I'm just going to show, you know, decks as is, um, or are you going to try to sugarcoat them or, or what was your kind of strategy there? I think back when I first started YouTube and I started doing the content, I think I, I used to show like one game. That was kind of like the norm back in the day was like you would just show like one game. It wasn't really two games. It would just be one game and it would be like the best game you got. I know yeah. Puka used to do that and I kind of did that too for a bit. And then I guess it was like the YouTube scene evolved, like YouTubers like Yellow Swallow, who would just flat out just show the games. He wouldn't cut anything. He would just play the deck for like 40 minutes and just include that session in the video. Yeah, That kind of became the norm. And then I started increasing the amount of matches in a video. Um, for the most part, I use, like, I sometimes will, like, I, well, I do cherry pick my games. They're obviously, I'm not going to show a game that I lose, like, super badly, like, if I brick, and oh, that yeah, makes yeah, me lose, yeah. you know? It's like, who yeah. wants to watch that? Any right? deck can yeah. break, uh, nobody actually yeah. wants to watch that. But if you're playing mm-hmm. in a game that lasts 10, yep. you know, minutes, and it's interesting, um, you're keeping it in there. And that that is, yeah. I think, very important. Yeah, like, literally tomorrow's video that I recorded today, like, has a game where it lasts, like, 20 minutes. I do lose the game, but it was such a good and long game mm-hmm. that, like, it's worth keeping in there. And I don't mind showing the losses. I know people do tend to get upset about that in the comments sometimes, like, oh, why do you only show, you know, you winning with the deck? Yeah. Um, I try to try not to show as many losses as I can, because, like, I do want to show the deck doing what it does best yeah. and working and winning, which is, I feel like, more important than showing a deck like, oh, obviously, you know, my content isn't for, you know, people that want to win a tournament, right? It's just if you want to have fun, the latter. And I, I want to show that in action and show you why I think the deck can do that. I, I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, play this deck I did a video on because you can probably win a tournament with it. That's not the case. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I usually try to show the best side of a deck. And, yeah, if I get a really good game, I'm, I'm down to show a loss or two. Oh, yeah. my my Not that I do a lot of content anymore um, as far as YouTube. Uh, but the first deck video I ever did uh, was a loss, but it was such an interesting game. So I definitely, you know, appreciate, you know, you keeping those things in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we went over how you like building, you like saying like rogue decks, ro- playing rogue decks. Uh, and that's really created the love and why you geared your channel that way. Um, does that though, like create like any kind of, present any kind of difficulties for you in creating content creation because you have to keep coming up with these spicy combinations all the time uh honestly like not really like right now though i think it might be the best time to like answer this question because honestly right now with fusion strike not really doing too much to make the game better or healthier or fusion strike really didn't add that many good new cards in general there's a lot of like filler in the set that's like obviously i'm not gonna make a video on those cards they're just too they're too vanilla too fillery um sometimes it can be hard when it's like i have to keep coming up with decks that have to not only that i know will either do well on youtube or just something that like hasn't really been done as much recently i try to stay away from videos that like have already been done 
Like yeah. you probably won't see me post a video on the Duraladon or Stondrinder deck because there's already enough videos on YouTube of them. I just feel like I'm not going to offer anything to that idea. Um, it, it, sometimes it can be hard, especially if like the idea either does well in a tournament. That's like, oh, I had that idea in my mind and next and it pops up in a tournament. Next thing you know, everyone else is covering it. Yeah, um, that can be hard. Um, I do spend a lot of my time, um, you know, I spend like a couple hours a night usually on PDCGO, just going through every single card and coming up with any idea I can that would look interesting for content. And um, I, yeah, I, I do devote a lot of my time to actually like coming up with ideas. Like every night, I usually try to spend an hour, half an hour a night just to build a deck. And then sometimes I have longer sessions um, in deck building. And uh, the nice thing about PDCGO is having the three formats, Legacy, Expanded, and Standard means that I have more ground to cover if it was just standard i probably would come into a part where i would just run out of ideas yeah. there's really not enough i can do um but like thanks to like deck, uh, formats that can expand it i can come up with all these different wacky combos because that format has a jillion things you can do and then yeah. of course legacy you know not no one else does legacy content on youtube except me so it's yeah. like i kind of like enjoy doing that also um and then there's other things like i maybe want to dive into like glc at some point probably before billion stars comes out when like the content really starts to dry up a little bit more yeah that's when i might start diving back into like gym leader challenge and i might start doing gym leader challenge content um and maybe other alternate formats if there's any out there yeah uh, but yeah that's uh that's yeah that answers that yeah for sure that, that was actually three different avenues i wanted to go down mm-hmm. um so let's go into um actually uh when, when a set comes out or, or even in a set that's, you know, in the middle of the set, how do you identify cards um, that might be, you know, you know, not the normal card that's being played, uh, but that is worth its time in a video or in a deck um, that might have its time to shine when it doesn't normally uh, have that? I think the best example would be like, if the card has like an ability, that's like the first thing I look at when I look at how to build a deck or like if I look at how, like what deck I'm going to build. Um, I usually just like I'll filter abilities and I'll go through all the abilities and I'll like look through them like would this ability go well with any other older card that existed at any other point in time? And that is part of my deck building process is looking to see the abilities. Um, the attacks can be hard. I mean, there's so many cards to go through. It can be hard for me to notice a card that actually might be really cool to try out right now, but it's just because I couldn't filter it properly. I wasn't able to really catch it in time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, yeah, I usually just go through like the abilities and stuff. That's like the first thing that kind of comes to my mind is does the card have a cool ability uh, that might go well with another card? Yeah. No, that's, always, that's a fair point. I, I mean, I try and build some spicy decks, not on your level, but I always look at anything. I'll take a long look at anything and it multiplies. Like even yep. like in our anti that is like, I would take a look at that card to see if it's worth um, playing because it has a multiplier. Can I multiply that enough that it does meaningful damage? Yeah. Uh, that and weird energy acceleration. I know, Chuck, it, during locals, you've been bringing that uh, that Zapdos uh, Farfetch deck. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun deck. I mean, it's not meta, would you say, but uh, um, you definitely, you, you know, it's, it's a little bit out there, but still fun and consistent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So as far as, you know, making rogue decks um, or, or just decks in general, um, in this current meta, do you find it hard um, to compete with those decks or, or uh, especially on the ladder, seeing Mew everywhere or even Jolteon? I think maybe, especially with decks that you're trying to create, maybe more of an issue. Oh, for sure. Uh, there's days that obviously a video can take longer to make because the deck itself either just decided to not do well that day or draw well. 
And there's also days where I do tend to run into bad matchups. Jolteon and Nershifu and Dragapult 2 used to be like the three big decks that I try mm-hmm. to avoid when making some videos. Like if I'm making a video on a, a VMAX deck, I don't mind playing against Jolteon and Urshifu because I don't have to worry about rapid flow. Every time I make a video on a single prize deck and I see my opponent flip over Urshifu or Jolteon, I tend to just like click the concede button. It's just like, it's just not worth yeah. my time to play against it. Yeah, um, but so as far as uh, content, um, if yeah. they, they flip over the Mew, the new Mew uh, Fusion Strike, you're okay with that as far as like trying to get a video out, out of that? Honestly, yeah. Um, in tomorrow's video, I actually do play against the Mew deck also. Mm-hmm. Um, Mew is like, it's it's interesting because the only thing that I have to worry about with Mew is the fact they can auto heal by copying Mew's Psychic Leap Attack, which yeah. is a bit of a pain. Um, but sometimes it's not that bad because Mew is kind of a beat stick type of deck. Um, with the Meloetta, it does complicate things because they have like another single prizer they can throw at you. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm playing like a spread deck or something and I see a Mew, I'm actually happy because it's like, oh, you're going to bench three Genesex. Well, I'm a spread deck. My strategy can be spread damage, knock out your Genesex. Yeah. Um, so there are, so I would say Mew is kind of like, I'm fine with it right now. Mew, single strike, and Zacian, and mm-hmm. I think even stuff like Ice Rider and Suicune and Shadow Rider. Those are my favorite decks to hit because they don't have the ability to like cheese like easy KOs on all my single prizes. And they're just more straightforward linear decks where I can just like attack, attack, not to worry about my bench getting KO'd. I just have to worry about like my opponent having bosses or not. Mm-hmm. That's those are usually what I try to look for if I'm playing a single prize deck. Um, but there are other decks out there too that are fine uh, for single prize decks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so probably the last question I have as far as like deck creation and uh, your content. How long do you play with a specific card in a deck or, you know, as you're kind of whittling it down to the final 60, um, how, how many games um, does it usually generally take you to decide, yes, this deck or this card is worth my time or this card needs to be cut um, for something else? Um, kind of what's that, that general feel for you? I mean, it can take like three or four games sometimes. Uh, it happens a lot when I'm recording too. I'm like, I'm recording the video and I'm like, I realize, oh, you know what? This card probably doesn't serve a purpose or this supporter shouldn't be in here. Or I, I need to add this to the deck actually to increase the consistency. Yeah. Um, it can take a while. Sometimes that does lead to videos being longer because while I'm trying to record the video, I'm like, oh yeah, this, this deck might not work as well because I need to make a few changes and then I have to scrap all of it and then <laughs> redo it. Um, it can take a bit. Um, if for the most part though, it's pretty simple to build a deck nowadays. It's just like, oh, you just put your four Marnie, four research, two boss in the deck. Maybe a Bruno from playing a single prize deck. Yeah. I'll play like the nine supporters. Um, and then I'll figure out, does the deck have room for the Italian engine? Does it, can it play maybe Sinchino instead? Or do I just kind of pray that Crobat plus Quick Balls, the best like draw engine I have yeah. um, in the deck? So yeah, it, could take, it can take a bit sometimes to figure out kind of like the best way to like build, uh, build the deck and like make it the perfect 60 that I want. Yeah. Um, it's not always like that though. For sure. And you kind of hit on that where it's kind of easy right now with just those nine supporters, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. there's less, you know, um, skill expression or deck yep. creation in the game mm-hmm. um, because of that. So, yeah, <laughs> it would have been nice if Melanie worked with water Pokemon that weren't bees. Yeah, that would probably be a bit easier for building. Stuff. Yeah, that actually brings up another. Uh, well, not the Melanie, but the the mm-hmm. other cards. Um, as far as Pokemon Search, I've seen a lot of decks throw out Battle VIP Pass um, yep. that are not Mew. What What is your feelings on Battle VIP Pass outside of the Mew deck? 
I've like I've thought about it too. Like, and when building decks, even when I'm building the rogue decks, I'm like, could I just play Val Battle VIP Pass in this deck because it actually would help set up. The problem is I, the card kind of turns me off because it's like if you don't start with it, especially if you go first because you don't have a supporter to dig for it, mm -hmm. then you have like four useless cards in your deck, and I never like that. Yeah. So unless your deck has some kind of discard engine like Sinchino or Akuno, or you have like another discardy type of engine. Battle VIP Pass always kind of just turns me off a little bit. That's why I just always go to the normal four quick ball, some level balls, Eva Winsense. Maybe I'll play Great Ball instead if there's more basics that don't have 90 HP. Um, yeah, I don't really try to play VIP Pass as much as I want. Uh, yeah, it's just it just kind of turns me off. So I don't like the idea of having dead cards in your deck. Yep. I think you're in like consensus here with us too. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that card outside yeah. of Mew Genesect. So. Chuck, did you have any more uh, questions when it came to deck creation or, or anything like that? Uh, no, no, not really. I mean, I'll gear this question towards deck creation. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite format to build for? Definitely expanded because there's just so many options. It actually can make it hard to build expanded decks, not because it's hard to come up with ideas. It's because it's hard to fit everything in the one deck. Um, like I have nights for when I'm trying to build a good expanded deck for a cool video idea. It's like, oh my god, this deck has like 70 cards in it. I have to make some <laughs> tough cuts because the expanded has so many cards. You got be a seeker, you got to play ultra ball, you have quick ball, and then you got you know all these other. You got the supporters. You have like there's a ton of Pokemon you could play. Uh, then you, you have to be careful with your energy count because if you play too many energy, then you can't play as many trainers. And then you got rescue stretcher, your ace spec, your field blower, your stadium if you want to play that. Yeah. expanded is my favorite format to build in but it's also one that can be tricky to come up with a good 64 because i have to make so many tough cuts that's um, a fair point <laughs> be, yeah. be that there are so many things i have a, a thought of another thing is there a favorite kind of like mechanic that you liked that pokemon has used that like maybe you like going to it if you can fit it in a deck or something <laughs> like that like not necessarily just like abilities but like you <laughs> like the 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 I don't know. Item cards. I think like level X mechanic yeah. or something like yeah. that. Uh I, I like, I mean, for the most part, I like I like just like the unique abilities that like add a lot of dynamic to deck building. The best example I have right now is Zork, the new Zork that came out in Evolving Skies. Like mm -hmm. the amount of ideas I have with that card is insane. I tried it with like the egg splat alone executor. I tried it with Gyarados. I've tried it with um the round deck in standard. And then you have, of course, have your own like Zork toolbox deck. I've tried it with like Barrascuta. There's so many combos like that. Those are the cards I like where it can create a ton of different deck ideas just off of one card. And that's why I like the Zork so much. It's cards like that that have that ability to be good with any, with all these different cards just off of one card alone is my favorite type of thing. That's cool. Yep. Uh, coming to card creation, that's all I have. So Jake. I actually wanted to, to circle back, um, going <laughs> back to standard real quick um v unions do you i i know you've made uh, a few of these um you know deck profiles in the last um little bit and i know mm -hmm. i i tried the zacian and the greninja in the past um to, you know to maybe 50 50 win percentage do you find with any new cards that came out um that they are more viable than when they first came out or do they have a place in the meta um, I wouldn't say they had a place in the meta itself, but honestly, like for fun, yeah. I mean, the Ventures Discovery was like such a big surprise for me. Like, without Fusion Strikes of initial release, I never thought of the idea of that of playing Adventures Discovery with Fusion Strikes. And as soon as or uh, with uh, 
with yeah. the unions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as soon as I figured that combo out, I was like, oh my God, I just found four new video ideas because <laughs> I could just revisit the unions. The unions also do well on YouTube for views. So yeah. I was like, I could revisit them. And I also have a really cool combo that makes them slightly easier to put into play. A lot of people talk about Ultra Ball coming back, going to make them a lot better. And I'm not 100% sold on that because, yes, Ultra Ball lets you search the V Union and you can discard a piece from your hand too. The problem is that it you, it's not as good as Adventure Discovery. Like, you just play Adventure Discovery, grab three pieces, and if you have a way to discard all three at once, and it's like you're almost there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and then having, you know, those those uh, Berserkers or or Chinchinos uh, yeah. that, that discard. Um, so you don't necessarily need that, uh, the, the great, ball, or the, I always say great ball, um, mm. but the, the, uh, now I'm lost with the ball, um, quick ball. not, not quick ball. The one that's ultra coming balls. out, no, ultra, ultra ball. ball. Ultra yeah, ball. Yeah. I always forget ultra, ultra ball. ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of other ways to discard those. So I, and yeah. I'm excited to, you know, revisit those. Cause it's been a little bit for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Chuck, um, do you want to get into, um, tournaments and and other formats like that yeah go ahead i'm i'm out of questions for for like cards and deck creation so i know you had uh tournament stuff you okay so no okay so this is more geared towards you know irl play coming back um yep. worlds being around the corner um one are you are you going to make your run uh, attempting to make worlds um and, and if you are what are some of the strategies you are going to be using for that I definitely am. I, I don't know if I'll make the run for worlds exactly, but I definitely am getting back into IRL. I've already gotten back into it a little bit uh, mm-hmm. in the past like few months in my local league. Um, and I haven't played IRL in a very long time since I last time I played was when I moved in 2013. I was talking about earlier. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's been like eight plus years since I played IRL and getting back into it was really refreshing and fun. And uh, I definitely plan to try to like hit up the big regionals if, when, if, and when they happen. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll make the run to Worlds, though. I don't know if I really have the time and motivation to hit up, like, every big tournament and try to, that like... Is, that is 100% yeah. fair. I think yep. the biggest thing that most people, um, like yourself or us especially, is um, even if you're not making the Worlds run, is just mm-hmm. going to those big events, um, especially with this online community in the last two yep. years, um, getting to meet everybody that we've met online, mm-hmm. play tournaments against online, and, and just kind of that kind of camaraderie. Um I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I just wanted to kind of get your take on that as well. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm definitely excited to, uh, to get back to those big tournaments. That is one thing I'm looking forward to is like when the first like official big tournament happens and we know that most of the big names and big players are going to be there. It'll be really cool to like meet all of them and stuff. Yeah. Uh, That is one thing I am looking forward to, um, the most. Yeah. I, I, same here. Um, (laughs) but with those, are you going to be playing your, your, your list quote unquote janky decks? Or are you going to go meta? Or I, I think I already know the answer to this, but <laughs> I, I want to hear it come out of your mouth, I guess. I won't go like straight meta. I definitely will play more of the roguier side of stuff. I'm not going to go like straight rogue. Mm-hmm. Um, for the, for the past two tournaments that I've gone to at my local league, I played uh, uh, Rapid Strike Sylveon with Urshu Moltres, which is basically a meta deck, but kind of the rogue, I guess. And then the second tournament I went to, uh, I played a Delmize VMAX deck, which was straight rogue, and I got second with the deck. Um, it wasn't a big tournament, but like it was still a deck that like I just thought of, and I was like, oh, this could work, and I got second with it. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to stick to more like the weirder stuff, but like uh, more or less like the anti-meta stuff actually is the best way maybe to put it. Yeah. The reason I played Sylveon is because it counters a lot of types. Sylveon can beat the bears because it's psychic type, and then 
you have the Moltres, which kind of helps against Mew. I found that it doesn't really do that much against Mew, but yeah. And then you have like Blaziken to like help against like Genesect and Zacian and stuff. So like countery anti-meta decks usually is the stuff that I kind of am more attracted to when building IRL decks. Like I don't think when IRL tournaments come back, I'm gonna be playing like Mew VMAX anytime soon. I'll probably be playing something more like under the radar, but still good, not yeah. like something rogue. Yeah, no, the fair points. Yep. All right, that's I guess it, it for um, you know, you know, deck building and tournament play. Chuck, do you mm-hmm. wanna you wanna take take this away then? Um I only I mean, I just the only thing I have left is like, do you have any kind of like big plans for 2022, 2022 now? Oh, uh, just because it's the new year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I my main like my my new year's resolutions, first of all, is probably like I want to get maybe 50k on YouTube if that's possible. Mm-hmm. I think 50k is a pretty big milestone, but I think it is achievable. Um, over the past like little bit, I've noticed my channel has been growing a lot faster than it did in the past. And I'm like, maybe 50K is reachable by the end of the year if I keep up the momentum, especially maybe if Pokemon TCG Live comes out and is like a big hit for a little bit, that would obviously even increase the spike even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my other goal is like, I do want to try to get to 10K followers on Twitch. Um, right now I'm at 4.6K followers. So I do want to try to maybe get go. to 10K one day. Um, those are like my new year's resolutions, I guess, in terms of plans, I kind of want to start diving into more content. Like I have a second channel made right now and I have videos actually privated on the channel. I just don't know when I want to post or if I'm going to post them, but making, yeah, making a second channel, something that I have thought of doing, um, especially going into 2022, uh, just like content that I can make that I don't want to post my main channel. Like, I don't think I'd ever post on my main channel, like talking about new cards that got revealed on Pokebeach or anything, but I can do that on my, you know, a second channel. And if I have any other like cool deck, uh, cool ideas, um, like I won't be posting deck videos, but if I have like any discussion videos, like I want to talk about, is this card like a discussion type video? Like it could be like, is Mew VMAX too good of a deck? That could be like a discussion video I can post to a second channel instead of my main channel. That is one goal. And maybe even try to dive into like the uh, VGC side of Pokemon, Um, maybe do like Nuzlocke's and like challenges and stuff. No, it's not easy. <laughs> no, I, I, I've watched a lot of the uh, the hardcore Nuzlocke videos yeah. um, for a bit. And that's like kind of influenced me to actually want to record those type of videos on like a third channel or something. Uh, no, yeah. dude, that's I know for sure. If you, if you throw those out there, I'll be watching. Uh, I definitely, mm. um, you know, value your opinion on, on the on the TCG. Um, I'm mm. sure with the VGC as well. Um, but I would be right there ready to sub right away um to watch this um but i guess the last little thing i guess with the new set coming out um is there any cards that are coming out that just stand out that will make a deck better um or or a deck idea that is not out there yet i think the the best thing i can think about that would easily be like the new fire support cards because mm-hmm. it gives fire some of the older fire pokemon more support since while they're left the only good fire pokemon was Victini. um so you know decks like uh Scorch, maybe even the new uh charizard v-star coming out will definitely and will definitely be good with that stadium and then of course the new twin energy coming out and um i think the v-stars themselves are gonna be really exciting like i was thinking yeah. like RCC star is probably my favorite card in the set and it's like not even the full set's been revealed but i think the card is so so good there's so many ways like I, i'm thinking of how to make it work so i have a ton of video ideas oh, for yeah. rc's v star that's my chase card for the set too um and then also um i guess like the v stars in general like because they have that once a turn type of or once a once a game type of effect 
they could be like splash bowl with any type of combo. The thing I thought of first when I saw the Shaman V Star was I'll play with Orbeetle V Max. So you can just like heal your Orbeetle V Maxes. Yeah. That was what I thought of. So I'm like, those cards can improve some of those archetypes and make them better. Um, but I'm excited for the V Star mechanic also, just in general. Yeah. V Star mechanic. And you said it the energy acceleration for fire type. Um, the first, like I said, the first video I ever made was a Charizard, the Leonzard video. And I, mm-hmm. I think that that. That deck might have some actual legitimate, um, you know, legitimacy behind it with fire acceleration that is not yeah. just Raihan. So mm-hmm. um, definitely looking forward to those. Um, no, those are those are some awesome. Do you, do you have any type of kind of like a wish list of what they could release? Because like, I don't know if you have like a favorite type of deck that you like to play, yeah. like, I don't know, like a mill or if you like not necessarily just like a big beat stick deck or something like that. Something that you wish they would bring out so that you can get into that favorite archetype or something like that. I don't think I have anything for that, but I think the best answer I would have to that question would be like, I want them to give single prize Pokemon more support against uh rule box Pokemon. Like you saw this new, like tool card, this like lucky pot or whatever it's called that yeah. makes non rule box Pokemon take 30 less damage. That card is just, god awful because like there's no <laughs> way to play it i wish they would give back something like choice band where it would work only on non rule box pokemon but they do 30 more damage to rule boxers that's like the, probably the first thing my wish list is just something like that to make the the single prize the one prize pokemon do more damage to the rule box pokemon whether it be like a shrine of punishment type of reprint or you know a choice band reprint that only works on non rule boxers those are two of my big cards on my wish list those are that's why i would really like to see It'd also make content creation a bit more easier yeah. uh, for me if those cards came back. Yeah. Not only There's that, I think... To, oh, sorry, Chuck, you go first. I was going to say, just something to look, even the playing field a little bit, because most of the yep. single prizes just get dunked on by the, mm-hmm. the, the, the Roblox Pokemon, but it's it's you really only see a select few that really can hit its weight back. Yeah, unless it has like a niche little combo, or it has immunity to the uh, the Roboxers, or if it can want to KO them, then yeah, they don't see any play. Yeah. No, I, I, I foresee, it, especially if we get some of what you want there, um, having legitimate one prizers, two prizers, and three prizer decks out there mm-hmm. um, in the next meta um, with the V V Union or not V Union V Stars, um, plus some of these other cards that may make single prizers better. So, uh, no, I think the future is looking pretty good for the Pokemon trading card game, even though we're in kind of a weird stagnant meta at the moment. Yeah, I agree. All right. So, I mean, I think that's about going to do it for me, unless, Chuck, you have anything else? Well, I mean, let's, I can ask a, like a couple fun ones. Um, let's do it. I mean, that sounds good. Like, what was, what has, what has been your favorite format throughout Pokemon? Cause you, like you said, you've been oh, playing, reminds you've been playing and making videos for like yeah. six, six plus years. What has been your favorite format? Some of my favorite formats uh, most recently would probably be the uh, team up to evolving skies meta uh, for that short little brief period. That was like a really cool format. There's so many different like ideas I had in mind for content. And because of the the pretty large card pool, there's actually a really lot of, a lot of cool combos I came up with. Like I made a, uh, the best sample is I won a tournament online, like on limitless with a Sylveon VMAX, Umbreon VMAX deck because Sylveon did work with triple energy, which was legal at the time. And that was like a really cool combo that was like, that would only be possible in this short little time span of this uh, format. That was one of my favorite formats most recently. 
Um, and then honestly, probably just like the older, uh, the older Sun and Moon era, like the beginning of the Sun and Moon era. Uh, maybe not when uh, Desi Plume was legal. Maybe like just a bit after that. But the early Sun and Moon days, definitely, I'm like nostalgic for in terms of like good formats, and that were my favorite. And then yeah, the X and Y, and yeah, the X Y formats also, I'm pretty nostalgic for. Those were good times to play. The format wasn't super fast. Single prize decks were still pretty decent, even though two prizes were still really dominant. But it wasn't that bad compared to where it is now. So uh, definitely those would be some of my more favorites. I also really like the old uh, Harkle so Silver formats with Legacy and stuff. And then uh, I used to play IRO in the Diamond and Pearl era. That's another format that I'm like nostalgic for. Though I don't know if it was like the best time to play or not. But yeah, just older formats like those I'm pretty nostalgic for. And I would say are my favorites. Cool. Hey, those, those are all um, definitely formats to, 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 you know, try out or, if you, or for yourself, uh, go back and play. Mm -hmm. um but we're about about a year a little less than a year off of rotation now um yep. and we're going to probably start seeing those like in the past we had sword and shield up um so we were cutting out all the tag teams and stuff so we're probably going to start getting those kind of tournaments soon-ish um mm -hmm. are you looking forward to those because i know when when the sword and shield uh, up format first came out i think we only had two three sets you were one of those guys that were jumping in there right off the bat and making some really cool deck ideas and really actually inspired me to play into a few of those tournaments. Um, so are you looking forward to that and, and kind of expand upon that, I guess? Yeah, I'm excited about that. I was thinking about that the other day too, because um, I know Tablemon was the one hosting those Sword and Shield mm -hmm. tournaments. And that was like, like right when rotation was still kind of fresh last year. Um, so I would definitely be down to play in those. The uh, I guess it's going to be Battle Styles on. Um, I would definitely be down to play in uh, those tournaments uh, just because it's one, it's a completely different meta and actually building for different meta tournaments. Like if it's a fun format, like a single prize format, or if it's like a, a format with like a lot of bands in them, yeah. I actually do enjoy, you know, sitting down and trying to come up with like a good deck and like looking at like, okay, what decks would realistically be good? What should I play? Which, what, what am I expecting to see? And what can I tech against? Is this card good to beat that deck? I actually do enjoy sitting down and building those type of decks yeah. in those like, custom formats yeah um now i would definitely be down to do a battle styles on type of format for next rotation like with last year with the sword shield on stuff because yeah uh, like you said i did uh i did have a lot of fun playing in those uh sword shield on tournaments i played like an orbital volcrona deck I, I got top four in one of them with a dalmice v max deck yeah and um i yeah i i would really that'd be really cool to uh experience so yeah. I would definitely be down to uh, play in those type of tournaments again. I know the one that I went in, the table on, uh, I, I was thinking that, you know, Rillaboom might be good mm -hmm. with, uh, with fire not being so prevalent, Welder being gone at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to play a, a Rillaboom deck. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I still was net positive on my win-loss, but I actually ran into you uh, playing mm -hmm. a set of Scorch. I think it was Col Colossus. Or oh, what was yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That deck. I remember that. Not coming at all. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, I guess I lose. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on here? I thought Fire I was that. dead. And you're like, yeah. you're like Fire's <laughs> going to be good. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I, I used to, I did play a lot of Waylord in those tournaments too. That was another deck yeah, I was like really hyped on. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's better than Intellion and Lapras. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... You, the, the flip whale is so good uh, mm -hmm. i think i think it's just missing a dedene right now just for a little bit of like dead card uh yeah dead that's, a, that's yep. the only thing other mm -hmm. than that it like once it gets set up it's it's just so fun um yep. tanking hits and then taking one shots uh without weakness is pretty pretty awesome yeah i agree i'm, I'm 
I'm out of questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dude, I mean, we've been, we've been at this for what, about an hour and a half or so. Um, no, I, I appreciate you spending some time with us talking some Pokemon. Uh, before we let you go, uh, you have any shout outs or plugs? Um, now's the time. Uh, I'll shout out my uh, sponsor, Card Cavern, uh, which is where um, I think, yeah, they got the cheapest codes online. So if you guys are looking to get any PDC Joe pack codes, make sure to go get them over at Card Cavern and use code LDF. Uh, yeah, I'll plug uh, my sponsor. And then I'll just like, I guess, yeah, plug my uh, YouTube channel and Twitch. Twitch mm -hmm. and YouTube is all Little Dark Fury. Uh, no spaces, just Little Dark Fury on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and all that stuff. Very awesome. Yeah. Um, again, guys, if you haven't uh, checked him out, uh, please do so because his deck uh, deck profiles are definitely unique, fun, and if, especially in a meta like right now where it's a little bit stale, um, you know, you need you need those kind of decks to keep you going. Um, yeah. So I couldn't recommend it more. It definitely makes you look <laughs> at Pokemon a, a much different way. So I love all of it for sure. All right, Appreciate so that. that's going to about do it for us. Um, obviously, you can get uh, myself at um, at Twitter at Canucks1. You got Chuck at Watch Whimsy. Uh, and you also have Ryan at ry for gaming all on Twitter. And then I'm sure Little Dark Fury, your your Little Dark Fury on Twitter. Yep. All right, yep. So that's going to do it for me. Thanks, guys, for listening. And thanks again, Little Dark Fury, for coming on and talking to Pokemon. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on. It was a uh, pretty good time. So, thank you. Sure, thank you. See you next week. See ya. Peace.